Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, the podcast where we delve into the world of inspiration, motivation, and creativity. My name is Tomo, and I'm thrilled to be your host. In this show, we will explore the brief but powerful moments that spark creativity, drive motivation, and bring joy to our lives. From successful entrepreneurs to everyday people, we'll hear inspiring stories and perspectives on how to cultivate positivity and achieve personal development. So whether you're looking for a boost of energy in the morning, or a shot of inspiration in the middle of your day, or a reminder of what's possible, tune in to the Powerhouse Podcast and let's ignite the fire and turn our dreams into reality. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to a new episode on the Powerhouse Podcast. Now, this episode is especially fantastic because we'll be talking about something that will be quite hilarious. And not only that, but also entertaining and also a little bit mind-boggling. And so I'll introduce it to you straight up and then I'll try to convince you of why that's important and how that's going to actually make your life a lot better. Um, The concept that we're talking about today is that you shouldn't listen to your own mind regardless of what it tells you. That's right, I'll repeat that again very slowly. Yes, whatever your mind tells you, do not listen to it. Right, let's get into it, huh? Shall we? So first things, uh, where does this idea come from? Um, a little story here. Uh, I a couple of years ago, I I read this book called uh, The Surrender Experiment, uh, which basically talks about a fantastic guy. His name is Michael Singer, who lived in Florida, and he basically in his early twenties he thought that he didn't want anything to do with the world. He didn't like the world. And so he was like, let me go and just meditate in my van in the middle of the forest. And let me just, you know, detach. I will just meditate until I find complete bliss. And so he started meditating. And at some point, it actually, like his mind actually at some point got quiet. He was like this, I can't believe it. But at some point, I just realized that it actually was very quiet. Uh, While otherwise, it would basically be talking all the time and then he would ask actually a friend of his he would be like hey um is it also like really loud in your mind all the time and that friend would all of a sudden he would be like you know he would kind of be shocked for a second and then notice and say yeah it's like it's not shutting up (laughs) right and uh, if you notice that uh, I bet you realize that as well, right? Our minds do not shut up. It's like con- there's like this voice that's constantly talking nonstop. Like it tells you what it wants, tells you what it doesn't want. Sometimes you actually voice that. You say, hey, I want this. And so we'll talk today about where this actually comes from. Uh, now, for in the beginning, I thought uh, the idea of, of the surrender experiment was was not something I wanted to go about because I thought surrendering sounded like, you know, giving up. Um, but it's meant a bit differently. Like what what happened for him later on as he meditated, uh, you know, and he started to let go of his mind was telling him, he started to encounter all these kinds of interesting opportunities uh, without actually wanting to. Uh, out of the blue, somebody would come and ask him if they would build, you know, if he could build their house. And he would start building, the, you know, a house, although he really didn't want to. And out of that, you know, somebody else really liked that house. And so a company began that was about building houses that he had nothing to do with. Second thing, he became a university lecturer, literally, basically because somebody else asked him if he wanted to host a class. While his mind told him, I definitely don't want to, he decided to not listen to his mind. And, you know, uh, he 
actually enjoyed being that university lecturer for quite some time. After that, uh, you know, as a third thing, um, he started to play with computers a little bit in the early times. So it was like in the 1990s when everything was still, you know, the internet was still not around. <laughs> yeah, you guys remember that time? Um, all right. And there was really uh, not too much to be discovered. He was basically playing around with it. And after a year or two, uh, he had kind of created something called, um, you know, like a database. It was one of the first databases that he created. And it was it was for, you know, it was not until he, he met somebody from, uh, from uh, what's it called? It was a hospital or, or like a me medical uh, studio at that time. And that person really actually needed such a database. <clears throat> and so he started really helping and, and just, you know, uh, again, not listening to his mind. And he just continued with exactly what came came right in front of him. Turns out he created out of that one of the, the largest uh, companies uh, when it comes to to documenting. Uh, now, I, I might be butchering here a little bit the, the idea. This, this has been a while since I really read the book. Um, but in essence, he literally created a gigantic company simply around documenting uh, medical processes and data. And um, that company like became bigger and merged and did all kinds of jazz. And if you look at, at the guy himself, he's basically, you know, he looks like he's some sort of dude hanging around in, in the forest and meditating. So uh, kind of funny what can happen once you let go of uh, your mind, right? Uh, and what can possibly be coming your way. I'm not saying the same will happen to you. I'm saying the same is probably even happening to you and been coming towards you. And your mind has been trying to, to kind of shut it off and to say, I want something else. Now, uh, here's why you shouldn't be listening to your mind. Because uh, pretty much everything your mind is telling you is either of the two of two things. It's either saying, I want something that was fantastic in the past and I wanted that, I want that again. Or it says something was terrible in the past and I don't want that again, right? Uh, we'll want to imagine that in the form of, let's say a butterfly and a rattlesnake. So that's the example he gives actually in his, in his program where he talks about the mind and it really goes a bit like that. Imagine you, you would encounter a rattlesnake when you were like, I don't know, five to 10 years old. And you would see that rattlesnake and, and all of a sudden you'd be like, this was a horrible experience. It shocked me so much. I almost died and, you know, and so, so you would, you would go away and you, you would try to avoid rattlesnakes until the rest of your life. Now, the thing is, you'd not only stop, start avoiding rattlesnakes, you start also avoiding everything that looks like a rattlesnake. You start avoiding everything that even reminds you of a rattlesnake, of the area that reminded you of a rattlesnake. And so your mind starts creating the story of I don't like or I don't want anything that is even remotely associated with this idea of my experience that I had back then. Now the fun part here is that experience is over. So what really is running your mind in that sense is basically some garbage from the past, right? It's basically garbage from the past that's running the show right now because that experience won't come back as such and you will probably start avoiding, you know, some sort of, I don't know, curve thingy that probably even looks like a snake in the remotest shape or form for no reason, right? Uh, and so you'll basically be missing up opportunities left and right that even sort of remotely uh, resemble something like that. Now, second thing that can happen, uh, for example, a butterfly, right? And so you would have, a, a, for example, you would imagine you were five, 10 years old and a butterfly would land on your finger and it was so beautiful and you would really feel like this was such a great experience and you would really appreciate it. 
you depreciate so much that you want it again. And so because you want it again, you'd cling to it. Now, obviously, the butterfly would fly away, and so that moment was gone. Uh, but your mind would kind of create this image again, right? Your mind imagine it like an empty computer screen and with a projector, and imagine on that projector and that screen, the butterfly image would be, uh, you know, basically stuck to it. Like, And everything that you see from there would be like, you know, you would try to kind of re recreate this experience because it was so good. And so literally, uh, like you would find yourself trying to say, saying, hey, I really like butterflies, right? I, I really love, I want to experience more butterflies. And you would ask yourself, why do you want to experience more butterflies? Oh, because there was one event that felt really great. And now everything that may potentially get you in the same area or idea or, or whatever uh, would basically be something that you try to recreate again, right? And so what really happens is that your mind is essentially creating a monologue uh, or a dialogue with you in which it tells you, you know, you want this and you don't want this. And it will start not only running your mind, it will start running your life. In fact, there's a very good chance that your life is literally run by what you want and what you don't want. Is that right? And so since that, uh, you know, this is a fairly short way of really establishing this idea. But if you want to give this a try, there is a fun way of how you can go about this. So if you really uh, buy into that idea and you say, okay, the world is so vast, has so many things to offer and all kinds of things that my mind is telling me is basically garbage from the past, uh, there is a fun way of how you can experience something new that is not garbage from the past, right? Because if you really think about it, there's many things you liked and there's many things you didn't like. And so can you imagine how many things you're avoiding and how many things you're trying to cling to? Oh my God, so many. So really in order to experience something really fresh and new and not only that, but also to really experience the world that's right in front of you, uh, I invite you to do the following. First of all, whenever you hear your mind saying something, just don't listen to it. I know it might be first difficult at first because you're like, how do I ignore this one? This guy is really loud. Uh, but if you give it some time, you'll see, you know, it gets to be easier. Every time something comes your way as an opportunity and you notice, hey, it's, I actually just, I really don't want to do this. I don't like, I don't think I like this. I, I want to do something else. Don't listen to your mind. That's right. Just go with what's in front of you and respond to that instead. Can take a little bit uh, to really get used to that. Uh, but it gets really interesting. Uh, one of the examples of, of that experience is uh, Jim Carrey in the movie The Yes Man. I'm not sure if you watched it. Uh, the movie basically shows this pretense of the guy who's incredibly miserable in his life and he he doesn't know where it's coming from. He is basically feeling that everything else, everyone else is responsible for it and nothing in his life is new. And at some point, somebody tells him, you know what, just for two weeks, say yes to everything and see what happens. And so he starts saying yes to everything and within a day, his entire life changes like he falls in love, his job basically gets fired from his job, he gets a new job, he does some sort of weird road trip, uh, meets the most ridiculous kind of people. Um, very recommended movie, it's fantastic. Uh, and something you can see what, what can happen when you don't listen to your mind for just a little while. So I hope this was an intriguing one. Uh, and in case you want to uh, go deeper into this, I invite you to get yourself the book, The Surrender Experiment. It's absolutely worth your while. And, uh, you know, furthermore, if you would like to actually experience how that could feel like uh, or what, what, uh, what a life like that could feel like, 
I often describe it as imagine being in love at all times. That's literally where you can get to. Uh, then I would invite you into a conversation with me. If you're curious about that, just send me an email. I've uh, attached it here below. And uh, well, if that's not all, then I, I hope uh, you will you will listen to your mind this time and and go with what it's saying. So enjoy this week, you guys. I'll see you on the next show.